Hey mama, welcome to the Positivity in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and I'm excited to continue our series on pregnancy as preparation. I apologize, this is coming out a day late with the 4th of July being yesterday on Tuesday. I ended up spacing getting my episode out. Uh, That happened, so... Anyway, here I am today on Wednesday giving you my Tuesday episode, so thank you for tuning in. Let's jump into it. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, host of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I help pregnant women and mothers to find positivity in their season of life through changing their thoughts to work for them and not against them. I help mothers find the small, doable steps in thought and action without making drastic changes to their everyday mom life, and I can help you. Thanks for joining! Pregnancy is the perfect time to prepare for childbirth because that is the end goal, to birth your baby and to be able to hold he or she in your arms. But before you can hold them in your arms comes the birthing experience and it can be pretty tough. And in our day of modern medicine, there are actually a lot of different options for birthing a baby. You can have a C-section, which I've already talked about. You can be induced, which I've already talked about. And if those interest you, I encourage you to go back a couple episodes and look for those. But today we're going to talk about doing an unmedicated birth. Um, Between there, I, so I've had a C-section, I was induced for my third baby, I had my own contractions, but I did get the epidural. But for baby number four, I did an unmedicated birth. And pregnancy for that unmedicated birth was used to prepare With baby number three, I'd actually tried to do it without the epidural, but by the time I got to a seven, it was too hard, and I got the epidural. And after I had that epidural and we got the price back, it was like over $3,000 just for the epidural. So for me, price was a little bit of a driving factor when it came to not having the epidural, and gratefully we had like some insurance type plan that helped cover that. But nonetheless, that was a little bit of a driving force, but also I've always kind of wanted to do a natural birth. And so I realized that after baby three and I had to have the epidural that I was going to have to do a lot more preparing. So come pregnancy number four, I start doing all the things to prepare. I read a book called Hypnobirthing, and that is probably one of the main books and things that I use to help me prepare. And it's not really hypnosis, it's not like, it's where you just basically use your thoughts to help you get through some intense contractions. And it gives you a lot of options of ways for getting through those thoughts. And I like that because I am into thought work, I'm into positive thinking, (laughs) as you know by this podcast. And so that resonated with me is helping to use positive thoughts. Now, that if you are interested in hypnobirthing or you are interested in doing an unmedicated birth, I encourage you to research it. There are actually lots of different methods of ways you can do 
um, an unmedicated birth. The one I listed was hypnobirthing. There's also one called the Bradley method. And I'm sure there's lots of other ones out there. I'm sure, I think Mama Natural on Instagram has her own little course about it. Um, She's about having babies all natural. But do your own research and study because it does take preparation because childbirth is very intense. (laughs) Some would call it painful, but I know in the all-natural, unmedicated world, they don't like to refer to contractions as pain. They call them intense. So one of the big things that you'll be doing is you'll be preparing your mind. You can work through your own scripts. You can record your own scripts. You can get music together. There's a lot you can do to begin preparing your mind when it comes to preparing for an unmedicated birth. And I would say this is one of the most important things to do. There are other physical aspects that you should implement that can really help, but I feel like if your mind is not prepared to go through childbirth, to go through the contractions, then it's going to be really hard and really difficult. And you may end up in a situation like I did where you get an epidural. So use those thoughts. And along with using the thoughts, this is actually probably a little more important than the thoughts, but really close. (laughs) This one I would say is more important because this is actually what helped me through, and that is to pray. Pray to God that he will help you through, that he will help you know the books and the tools you need to implement into your life to be able to birth your baby all natural. And you know what? When it came to baby four, I wavered. I actually had a moment, actually a large moment, where I was like asking for the epidural, but the contractions were so intense and tight that I couldn't even hold still. And you know what? God gifted me that baby before I got the epidural. He allowed her to come fast. And I had her before they could do an epidural. And so it does take some mental preparation. Pray and God can grant miracles. Lean on him. Tell him your desires and he can help you through. I wanted to go through just a couple of physical things you can do as well. And this is just very watered down, very basic, because I only, I try and keep my podcast around 10 minutes because I know you're a mom as well, and it can be hard to find more than 10 minutes, but usually you can find 10 minutes at the washing the dishes or if you still try and get ready or switching some laundry. That's why I keep them around 10 minutes. So this is very watered down. All of these have been watered down, but I'm hoping it inspires you to learn more and to get more information from some of the resources I've recommended and from your own intuition, what you and your body feel is best for you, whether that is the C-section or induction or all natural birth. But some of those physical tips are to eat dates. They say that dates can really help towards the end of pregnancy, especially with something with your cervix, I believe, and I (laughs) didn't look it up. But look it up and you'll find why dates are important. Raspberry leaf tea is another important thing that you should consume along with the dates. And it can be very, very beneficial. Again, I cannot remember the reason, but there was a significant reason. And even though I'm not a huge tea person, I did do some raspberry leaf tea. And the other two things are good nutrition. I know in pregnancy, sometimes it's easy to 
just feel like you can eat whatever you want because you're gaining weight anyway. So let's just enjoy the pregnancy with guilt-free eating. But it is important to have good nutrition when it comes to birthing your baby. Your body is going to use a lot of energy and it needs the good energy that good nutrition supplies. And as you build that up, I feel like it's it's better for you and better for the baby in the long term if you have the that good nutrition. All right, and the fourth thing is to walk. If you can walk. I know some of you get sick the whole pregnancy and I am so sorry. That's really hard. It's really hard to be sick all the time. And it can be very down and it can be very difficult. And if you are one of those who are sick and who can't even really walk in pregnancy and you're having a hard time with it, I encourage you to check out my positive pregnancy program. 